Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wrestling is a fraught and complex political game. Burying a fellow professional's performance has sometimes achieved the opposite of the intended effect. When Steve Austin said aloud that raising his eyebrow and telling some nursery rhymes didn't mean The Rock was actually getting over, Bruce Pritchard took note. Austin was getting defensive over his spot, and this indicated to management that The Rock might just have been worthy of taking it. But you know what? Sometimes wrestlers have got each other's backs, even if it is only to further their own career down the line. But still, at least they tried tried to save them when it counted. So let's take a look at them as I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 wrestlers who saved other wrestlers from getting fired. Number 10. Bret Hart Saves Ken Shamrock Now, Bret Hart always held the boys in near-sacred reverence. He knew the chasm between the office and the locker room was obscene and that the boys needed to look after themselves. Nobody else was going to do that for them. He believed that the talent should protect and flatter one another, which is why he was so tremendous at crafting a match around the strengths of his opponents. I mean, watch his match with with Papa Shango on the October 27, 1992 Saturday Night Main Event. Hart wrestled with an uncharacteristic urgency and viciousness because he knew that there was no point trying to get a slow-burning bit of craft going with him. WrestleMania 13, King of the Ring 1993, the best illustrations of Hart's genius is watching those matches. And apparently also anything The Godfather did in 1999. You see, The Godfather himself credits Hart with prolonging the feud and not letting his character flounder, and it was consistent with Hart's moral code. Speaking to the 81 podcast last year, he revealed that Vince McMahon wanted to fire Ken Shamrock because he wasn't well-liked amongst management. Hart told him not to do that, that there was money to be made, and there was. Shamrock's super serious intensity was a fabulous contrast to get The Rock's animated selling and comedy game over early in his breakthrough run. Number 9. Beulah McGillicutty Saves Bill Alfonso According to Paul Heyman, he neglected to pay himself nor ECW founder Todd Gordon following barely legal under the the belief that it wasn't fair to the locker room. Only when the promotion was profitable would he reap the rewards. This allegedly incensed Gordon to such an extent that he secretly liaised with WCW to leak contractual information pertaining to certain talents. Again, allegedly, Bill Alfonso was part of this shadowy mole operation. Gordon left the company in May 1997, but Alfonso was spared. And that is because he, and again, this is all alleged, bled buckets for the company cause and re-established his worth. His match against Beulah McGillicutty was 
so improbably fantastic that it practically distilled the core essence of the promotion. Absurdly dramatic and heated, Alfonso was a skinny rat of a performer who on that night had the crowd baying for his blood, and they sure as hell got it. It almost had no right being as good as it was. Number 8. Diesel Saves Mabel ECW was a necessary promotion and thank God for it existing because the mainstream needed a Shibata stiff kick in the ass in the mid-90s, and that is because SummerSlam 1995 was headlined by Diesel versus King Mabel. Diesel by that point hadn't so much been neutered as chemically castrated, wearing a mandatory smile as fake as Glenn Jacobs' portrayal of the character. In another era, Mabel may have been a serviceable upper mid-card heel or a monster of the week B-level challenger, but it was proper sign of the time stuff that he was considered worthy of a big four main event. This was Vince at his he's big and that's all that matters worst. Mabel was a deceptively agile behemoth though, but despite not being giant haystacks, still lacked the credibility and aura required of a main event level talent. He was also green at the time, having only been wrestling for four years in an era which iron didn't exactly sharpen iron. This explains why, despite explicitly being told not to, Mabel sat on Diesel's back, inflicting a not insignificant injury. In an undimensioned story that defies the click were cutthroat sociopaths narrative, when Vince McMahon threatened to fire Mabel on the spot, Kevin Nash said that he'd walk out the door alongside him if he did. Number 7. Triple H Saves Batista Dave Batista, for a time, was indistinguishable to a Heidenreich or a Matt Morgan or any other shallow John Laurinaitis hire who looked like, and had all of the mobility and emotional range of, a skyscraper. Jim Cornette's opinion of Batista's arc might be informed by two separate developments. Batista's negative feedback to his Ohio Valley wrestling experience and his incandescent hatred of Laurinaitis, who treated the OVW sandbox like a massive tidal wave on which he surfed on the lookout for hot chicks. Cornette, who has told this story hundreds of times across his thousand podcast appearances, has aghast at what WWE had done to somebody who wasn't even his boy. It was monumentally thick even by WWE standards. The guy who at the time only had a body going for him was made to wear a suit as Reverend Devon's heavy. Cornette claims that they botched Batista so horrendously that they were at least prepared to let him go until he started working out with Triple H. That relationship was incredibly beneficial. Against trips in storylines, Batista displayed an immense acting prowess and learned to measure his explosiveness to awesome effect. But per Cornette, it was even more significant than that. Number 6. Triple H Saves Shawn Michaels Shawn Michaels, and he'll admit this himself, was a pretty terrible human being throughout the late 1990s. Of course, Shawn was battling significant substance issues, of which we should all be more sensitive, and he was said to have cut a genuinely remorseful figure in the locker room of Montreal as the gravity of the prior year finally weighed down upon him. Then again, he and Triple H called Owen Hart a nugget, as in the last remaining nugget of the Hart family sh- So, uh, yeah, his life smiled out of the spotlight after suffering a significant back injury at the 1998 Royal Rumble. His periodic non-wrestler appearances on Attitude Era programming were patronizing and felt bleak before his adult state made for an uncomfortable watch. Triple H, who to his credit didn't view the click as a mere vehicle to fame despite his ruthless portrayal, stuck up for Sean time and again when it was thought that Vince McMahon had lost all patience with him. Vince said in Sean's A&E biography episode that Sean owes more than his career to Triple H. He owes him his life. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Number five, Stephanie McMahon saves John Cena. Now, Stephanie McMahon counts as a wrestler here. I mean, she's obviously better known as an executive and excruciating on-screen authority figure, but her in-ring record is remarkably strong insofar as silly theatre goes. Between the most involuntarily compelling Only in America spectacle that was her match against her own father and an absolutely incredible heel display at WrestleMania 34, she was sensational when she wasn't making Bully Ray blush with her incessant heat quest. Ruthless aggression is a strange term for an era because it's something that Vince McMahon obsessed over for about, well, about two weeks and it just sort of took hold. And it's probably as fitting a name for the period between 2002 and 2008 because when it wasn't still the grossness of the Attitude Era, it was all over the place. The new generation and ECW sat uneasily beside one another. And John Cena was the face of it. And since he was nearly fired for being mediocre and not remotely over, that says rather a lot. He was spared and went on to become one of the biggest wrestling stars ever because Steph overheard him freestyle rapping on a bus and couldn't believe that he didn't need to memorize pages upon pages of material, as if anyone should, right? Number four, Hulk Hogan saves Ed Leslie. Ed Leslie was the wrestling equivalent of a fetus. Now, bear with me on this one. People liked him for a brief amount of time before he entered his little sh** phase. His gimmick, as daft as it was, connected with fans of WWF's golden era. His unique approach to vengeance was family-friendly and visually pleasing. Without defining the promotion, he was a great fit for it. He was also a fetus because he was utterly dependent on Hulk Hogan for sustenance, and he wasn't truly in danger of losing his jobs. He was in danger of not finding any without Hogan dragging him along for the ride. A one-gimmick wonder, Hogan needed to be appeased, so Leslie played several more to zero crowd reaction in WCW. The Butcher, the Booty Man, the Disciple, the Zodiac, and brilliantly, the man with no name. And weirdly enough, he entered his rebellious teenager phase at the age of 60, where he publicly fell out with his guardian when Hogan allegedly tried to chat up his missus, which is still not the darkest adult film plot that Hogan has been involved in. Number three, Dusty Rhodes saves Becky Lynch. Now, sometimes a product is remembered as being so fantastic that all of it was utterly fantastic. Even the golden period of NXT, a product so fantastic that it felt surreal, made several blunders along the way. Vince himself might have balked at the idea of Becky Lynch making her way to the ring via Irish Jig, a comically lazy and one-dimensional approach to character work. It was a character trait so disastrous 
us that it was impossible to take us seriously. But also, it was difficult to get behind an act that Creative clearly thought of as a joke. Lynch recognized this and was wary of her future prospects, but credits Dusty Rhodes and his unshakable belief for saving her WWE career. He was proved right. Lynch was so undeniable that even a jaded audience lacking in trust had absolutely zero intention of letting her be Charlotte Flair's next opponent. It was a rise as impressive as any other can name, because that audience should have known their defiance was worthless by 2018. But it was so loud that as it transpires, it wasn't. Number 2. CM Punk Saves Big E Now this might be a stretch, but WWE conducted what was gently and frivolously labeled spring cleaning up until 2017. This practice, of course, refers to releasing talent before their deals expired to balance the books. In reality, WWE simply had no use for the unfortunate talents affected, and this might have been true of Big E once upon a time. He floundered after his initial rather promising run, which was a dismally similar fate to so many emerging acts in the 2010s. It's staggering to recall this now, years after he became one of the most beloved babyfaces of his era, and it should never be forgotten how miraculous it was for the New Day to get over as much as they did when they did. The graft, creativity, and balls required to do all of that was unreal. Still, it took a while for that to actually happen, and until they did, Big E could have been another developmental misfire, until CM Punk petitioned to work him under the steadfast belief that there was money to be made. There was, as it turns out, and Big E was hugely appreciative of that on a Talk Is Jericho appearance. And number one, Claudio Castagnoli saves Tyler Breeze. Now, Castagnoli is considered to be one of wrestling's rare good men. He's an affable fellow enamored with terrible dad jokes. He keeps himself in absurd physical condition and his head down. Even when his preposterous ability was squandered by WWE, he didn't sub-like any tweaks critical of the promotion. The one time he vaguely expressed dissatisfaction, speaking to Edge and Christian on their pod of awesomeness in 2018, the former Cesaro kept his perspective, believing that it was normal for a WWE act to take an eternity to break through. It's little wonder then that he appears on this list. Early in his developmental career, he worked Tyler Breeze, who at this point was just another guy who went through the parody 90s cool name generator. Top Brass saw nothing in him until he ate a literally jaw-dropping Claudio uppercut in FCW and sold it to perfection. On a recent appearance on the Insight podcast, Castagnoli revealed that he was asked after the match what it was like to work with him. He was naturally enthusiastic. Breeze had made him look even more awesome. He said, I uppercutted his head off, but he saved his job in the process, Cesaro said, only half-jokingly, though he was quick to mention that Breeze's bump was all his own. Great work.